Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Stay At Home Thad. What's going on, everybody? How you doing? Happy Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, really whenever you're listening to this. Welcome in. So pumped to have you. Still the NFL offseason for those keeping track at home. So going to probably not talk too much NFL yet. Just kind of detoxing a little bit. Don't worry. We'll get back to it. Thinking about maybe doing a NHL, NBA, MLB, LOL. Maybe like a snapshot episode at some point in the coming weeks. But honestly, we're just taking this one episode at a time. We'll figure it out. But for today, I'm pumped to be joined again by a friend of the show. I'm going to assign that title to my friend, Cody Mullaney. Cody, how you doing today, buddy? Man, it is a pleasure to be here. Uh, and definitely a bucket list thing for me to, uh, to get into podcasting. So, Well, you're, you're going to you know, bring tears to my eyes with those kind words. Now, Cody, we actually go back several years. I'm going to call it 2013, maybe to 2015-ish. Cody and I actually worked together at Mother's Pizza in Kitchener, Ontario. Shout out KW. Cody was my manager. He was the greatest guy to work with. Cody, what are your favorite memories from the Mother's Pizza years? Favorite memories? Those for me, my friend, are lost years. Uh, those, <laughs> yeah. those were the thick of my, my youthful cooking years. Mm, and yes. uh, that's, that's about all I'm legally obliged to share uh, from fair. those years. But, you know, I, I made a lot of great connections, you being one. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, I love the Kitchener area too. It's uh, a lot of Dutch heritage in that area. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, love working out there as well. It was a long commute for me being based out of Hamilton. But right. uh, the hammer yeah. for those American but, listeners, it's basically the, the Pittsburgh of Canada. Steel town. That's yeah. right. That's Steel right. Town. So yeah. Hard great, working. Great years at the mother's pizzeria. Good times, good times. But that's not what we are here to discuss today. Now, in the recent, I'd say two or three months, I have had a renewed passion for the world of sports card collecting. It's referred to affectionately amongst those who participate in sports card collecting as hashtag the hobby. The um, hobby. Is that accurate? I've just kind of made that up. It's, uh, you know, I laughed at myself before I did this. I said, I was like, how many times am I going to say the phrase the hobby? The uh, hobby. Because it's, it's quite a bit, but uh, it's a catch-all for trading cards, autograph memorabilia, um, you know, everything that kind of comes with it. But uh, I think the hobby is definitely an accurate uh, label to put on that as a whole. All right. Well, then I'm going to stick with it and I will have a competition to see who can say it more. Maybe if you're listening to this episode, you can keep track and let us know. But Cody, let's let's jump right into it here. Why don't you give us a, a brief rundown about you and maybe how you got into the hobby uh, that you're so passionate about today? Well, uh, for me, it actually started in vintage clothing. Um, I loved thrifting and, uh, you know, was always into kind of the nostalgia of it. And through that, ended up finding a couple baseball cards on, I guess, what you would call a Canadian uh, Craigslist, Kijiji, Kijiji, as you know. Love it. Um, But yeah, I guess, is Craigslist Craigslist the comparison for that? I think so. I mean, I think Craigslist is kind of a, you know, you avoid that website as much as possible. I think in the past, it was maybe, you know, a viable option. But now I think it's a little creepy. But I could be wrong. I've literally never used it. So. 
gone the way of the Netflix special, I guess. Yes, that's right. Yes. Um, but yeah, so from there, I, I got into cards, uh, the, the bubblegum packs. Um, I was very enamored with the whole, uh, the, you know, the 90s, uh, Griffey Jr., mm-hmm. uh, you know, Nolan Ryan, and um, just all those players that were popular when I was growing up, which, you know, is late for a lot of card collectors. Um, but it was still, you know, I was very taken by it, all of the colors. It was, you know, very bright. It was like a slicker 80s in its mm-hmm. design. But um, yeah, that was really what brought me into it. And then uh, also just being a new father, uh, you know, stay at home, bad, you know, what the life is like. Right. But, right. Um, you know, being at home during these global conditions kind of, uh, you know, it pushes you to find things to do inside. Mm-hmm. And uh, organizing and sorting cards is uh, definitely one of those things. So. Yeah, for sure. Well, I, I know in the last couple of days, I've been going through my my hockey cards that I've been accumulating over the last couple of years and just finding so much joy in something so mundane as like putting cards in order and putting them away and putting them in sleeves. So yeah, I, I feel you on that. So yeah, it's a Zen thing. Like, yeah, you know, for sure. People, it, people, it you sit down. Yes, you sit down with a a box of cards and you work your way through it and Mm -hmm. very satisfying for sure. Yeah, I love it. Now, what are some of the different ways that people can jump into card collecting? Like what maybe you can hit a couple of those and then share like what's what's your preferred way? Like I know there's different sets. I know um, there's, you know, parallels and inserts. Maybe you can touch on that a little bit. Personal collecting. So like for people that maybe were once into the hobby and have maybe gotten away or maybe are just interested in the hobby, um, jumping into it, you know, for the first time, what, what are some of those different ways that people are able to participate in hashtag the hobby? So it's a big world and it's a big thing to take a bite out of. Absolutely. Uh, I compare it to when I got into comics, it's hard to understand getting into comic books when you're starting on, you know, Spider-Man 864, right? right. Um, so how, how can you really understand that world? Um, but for cards, it's about what you love, especially early on before you become obsessed with serial numbers and autographs and mm-hmm. pieces of Jersey. Um, you know, it's, it's about the love and, uh, that's, that's just truly what you have to remember when you get into it. Um, social media has created an environment now where there's so much information. Uh, there are so many networks I've been extremely blessed with my Instagram community Mm-hmm. Uh, I've surrounded myself with some great people who, um, you know, just are, are kind of always there to fill in holes for knowledge. Um, so that's, that's really important. It's just surrounding yourself with people that you trust who are knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I think that that's probably my best advice is, is you know, having your, your people around you and, and being very knowledgeable. Right. Well, and you've definitely been in, in the last couple months, I've come to you with a bunch of questions. So you, you've definitely been that for me. Now, for your personal collection, Cody, what, what are some of the things that you, I I know you kind of hit on like old baseball, but like, what, what are some of the things today that you are, you know, most seeking to add to your personal collection? Is it, are you looking for like base cards? Are you looking for special parallels or different inserts and stuff like that? Like what, what is it for you that you're mostly, you know, seeking out today for your, your card collecting? Right. So price range obviously is limiting for that. Um, a couple of initiatives I've kind of set for myself is getting into graded or slabbed cards. Uh, so if you hear the term slabbed, that's just a card that has been evaluated by the company, assigned a grade usually at over 10. 
Um, and then it has been, you know, sealed in this slab and there's a label applied. So it tells you the grade of that card. So those items, I really feel like they have a longevity to them. And there's something that, you know, you can hold on to. And it's a frozen moment in time almost. Right. Um, and with some of the advanced technology now, you can scan the backs of cards and get population reports so you can know about this card in your basement in a box and know how many of them exist really? of that quality grade so wow, that's yeah. crazy psa has done some really cool things with qr codes um and then just with some of their ink technology getting into uh you know getting around fraud and just mm -hmm. uh you know security i guess is uh, right. is the main function for that but yeah. uh, it's really cool to get that information and to kind of understand a little better the the gravity of what you have in your collection right yeah i have i think i have one graded card it's a not even like the most desirable but Beau bichette shout out toronto blue jays yes and it's one of his rookie cards from i think the company is oh is it bowman is that a com company that yep. does card grading so i think yep. I, I have a nine or no sorry beckett. Beckett. beckett is it beckett Yes. it's one one of those companies or something like that but i have a boba rookie card 9.5 i don't think it's his like main rookie card but still that's kind of the coolest graded card i think i have what what do you think i'm assuming that you have a couple graded cards or no so i have a, a decent amount of slabs right now okay. uh do you the have crown like jewel favorite yeah the crown jewel hit us what the is crown it? jewel uh for me it is a vladimir guerrero jr uh heritage uh psa 10 Whoa. So that's, yeah. And it, I mean, it is obviously only a base rookie, uh, but being a 10, it was a, such a great feeling for me to, to get it. Yeah. Um, you know, it feels like perfection. It's your own little slice of perfection. Right. Right. And in the modern era, there's so many issues with centering and miscuts and, you know, it can be hard in, in the mass product produced era to get a card that is, you know, going to grade a 10. Right. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, surface issues. There's a lot of things to, to take into account when you're grading a card like that. So, mm -hmm. well, and I know too, like, so a player, so full disclosure, peek behind the curtain, Cody and I, well, you're not a Blue Jays fan first and foremost, right? You're a Phillies fan or are, do you call yourself a Blue Jays fan? I'm, I'm kind of lily livered. So I, people say, Oh, you're a Jays fan. You're a Phillies fan. I'm a baseball fan. So okay, sure. that's how I get around it. But, um, you know, I, I do have the Philadelphia heritage, so that's always, you know, kind of led me to the Phillies and then right. living in Southern Ontario, uh, has always caused me to be a bit of a Jays fan as well. So, right. Right. Well, like, but for somebody like me, who is a diehard blue Jays fan, RIP baseball probably this year, but that's beside the uh, point. That's but, another episode. Exactly. But like, of Vladdy Guerrero, if, if he becomes what he's supposed to become, like he's on this trajectory in his career to be this phenomenal player. I mean, a PSA 10, even if it's not the main base card, or if it is just a base card, like down the road, the value of those things increases like crazy. I mean, I, I don't know baseball and, and football and basketball as much, but I know like for hockey, there's some Wayne Gretzky rookie cards, not that Vladdy Guerrero is going to be considered like a top tier talent, like Wayne Gretzky is in hockey. But like, right. I know some of those cards are like multi millions of dollars. No. Yeah. So that's the thing with, with, uh, with that. And if you ignore Vlad's performance entirely, there are things that affect that. So right. with the hobby boom that's gone on, a lot of grading companies halted grading. So you weren't allowed to submit. And when they did reopen, it was extremely limited, extremely right. expensive. So you could only send, you know, a certain grade of card, mm -hmm. um, you know, only in certain quantities. So 
it became a lot harder to get slabs, period. Sure. So that's going to affect it down the line, regardless of how he plays, right? Like, I mean, yeah. Gretzky comparison, he's kind of a generational talent, but right. um, there's such an allure to Vladdy Jr. with the Hall of Fame heritage. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, um, that's something that you look at on that team and, and you look at all the star dads, you look at Dante, right. yeah. uh, you know, and uh, Senior and um, who's the third? Vigio. Uh, uh, right. Cavan's uh, dad. Cavan. Cavan. What a wait the name. Yeah. Don't call me Gavin, Cavan. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Cavan Biggio if you're listening <laughs> to this. He is. he is. Yes, of course. I'm sure he is. For sure. Yeah. Now, we were talking a little bit earlier this week, and you were mentioning just how much the hobby has changed over the course of the last two years with this stupid global pandemic that we find ourselves in. Can you share a little bit about some of the changes that you've seen in hashtag the hobby over the last two years? You are far winning, by the way, as far as uh, yeah, hobby probably. count goes. I'm, so. I'm pretty competitive, so hobby, 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 hobby. Um, but I'm now I'm winning. That's right. It'd be uh, evened out. However, uh, with the pandemic thing, so full disclosure, I jumped on to a moving train there, so it already was sort of uh, affecting you know the world once I got into the hobby. Right. However, I was I heard the lore of what it used to be like before mm-hmm. all of America was pushed indoors. Right. So, you know, I used to hear, don't forget our Canadian listeners. Absolutely. Um, But, but the reason that I bring that up is because I feel as though card collecting in its nature is just a truly American hobby. And when, you know, when a lot of people got pushed inside, it was flipping through dad's baseball cards. It was, you know, I can't go to games. So what am I going to do? You know? So that really kind of reignited an interest in, you know, at, at least the baseball act aspect of card collecting. Right. And uh, so it created such a high need, um, not even for just cards, but for supplies, mm-hmm. um, things like plastic sleeves, uh, penny sleeves, tops, top loaders. Um, for anybody not familiar, a top loader would be the rigid uh, plastic sleeve for a card. And then the penny sleeve would be a soft sleeve that the card is inserted to before going in the top loader. So a little bit of uh Love that background yeah. there. Peek behind um, the curtain for the hobby enthusiasts who maybe that's want right. to jump in. That's right. I do have a, a funny quip about things I learned along the way later. But um, so with the high need for hobby supplies like that, because everybody was interested in it, you also had areas of the world that were affected by the pandemic directly. And a lot of those areas were places that were mass producing plastic items. So you have this strain on the supply area as well as the increased need. So you have things that were, you know, like a pack of top loaders, 25 top loaders was maybe six US dollars is jumping up to like 12, wow. right? So, and, and it's, you know, I, I heard stories about somebody at a local card shop checking an eBay comparison on a pack of card sleeves before selling it, Yeah. right? So it's, it's completely wow. changed how everybody does things. Sure. But, uh, yeah. So the online aspect and, and the pandemic aspect has definitely shaken things up that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that was one of the things, one of the things like my father-in-law is huge into vintage hockey and mm-hmm. just has amassed this incredible collection of, of a lot of them graded, but some of them just raw, like not, not graded or anything, but he's, he's one of the things that he's been talking to me about is always check eBay and always turn on the sold filter because yes. that, that gives you the, the understanding of, okay, what is this card or, or what is this set? going for usually and then that can kind of help you but it's crazy that that like people are doing that for a pack of penny sleeves like that's, that's yeah so crazy. i mean that's that's an extreme incident obviously but um i think that utilizing ebay as um 
you know, your means for pricing things is good because it sets a market standard, but then you have flaws where you have canceled bids, you have, you know, issues of shill bidding where people are making ghost accounts to bid on their own items so that you have a, a perceived increased value on certain slabs on mm. certain players and you have, you, know, you create this false hype. Um, it's a little bit similar to the rug pulling in NFTs. I won't jump into that, but sure. um, just kind of creating false hype and then, you know, uh, pulling the rug again. So um, it's, it's difficult. I have no idea what you just said over the last 15 seconds, but that's okay. <laughs> we, we can, we can explore that in another future podcast, maybe. No, no, no problem at all. Um, <laughs> but uh, I see this is the thing. I only barely understand it. So, you know, maybe a bad comparison, Sure. but, sure. Um, but yeah, no, with, um, with, all of the things that went on, like there were so, so many crazy things. Target imposed limits on their retail. You weren't allowed to buy more than two boxes of cards uh, across most of the US. Uh, there were fights in the parking lot. It got to a point where Target did not sell cards anymore. Wow, that's wild. They, they stopped carrying uh, trading cards. There were people waiting in lines uh, at 4 a.m. like it was the release of Halo 1 or something. Wow, like it was wild. It was like on the same level of, you know, toilet paper. Like yep. people. <laughs> yeah. Maybe people wanted to. No, I won't go there. I was gonna say, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody <laughs> saw that train as it was about to go off the rails and. <laughs> We stopped it. So you got to do something with your lion's cards, right? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, okay that's well, nice. this has been not fun and <laughs> very hurtful. Yes. yes. Very hurtful. Now, but, uh, Cody, for somebody, and we've kind of touched on it a little bit, but if, if you were going to boil it down to somebody who, you know, wanted to get back into it or wanted to jump into it for the first time, what, what are some advice or, or what are some things that you would advise people to do as they're starting this card collecting journey? If I had to boil it down to a couple things, I will harken back to something I mentioned earlier. Uh, they say, find a job you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Mm -hmm. uh, collect what you love and you'll never make a bad investment. Uh, you won't feel bad about your collection because it's players that you love, teams that you love, cards that make you feel a certain way when you hold them. Um, and that's, that's the true essence of it is how it makes you feel, not how it looks to anybody else, right. um, not what's hype, not what's trending in price. Play that game if you want to for fun, but at the end of the day, just, just collect what you love. I think that that's most important. Um, secondly, uh, I would have to say is doing your research. So there is so much information to be had um, and that's to be said for, for a lot of hobbies, but especially for the card hobby. Mm -hmm. um, a great resource is there's a website called Cardboard Connection. Um, and what I use that website for specifically is when a new set comes out, it will outline uh, all of the exclusive parallels in the set, um, like how they've released it in like what size packs, what hobby boxes, what, you know, different size packs and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's just super informative as to what sort of cards you're looking for, who's included in it. Uh, checklists as well is something that they have online available. Um, so you can kind of know what you're getting before you even tear into a pack. So cool. uh, yeah, it's, it's just uh, very important. And then also don't do breaks. I'll leave it at that. Don't do breaks. For but, somebody uh, who doesn't know what a break is, can you bring bring them in? Okay. So uh, with breaks, basically, say I have a big hobby box of cards. Um, how a break will work is I will buy that box 
and I will assign, uh, there's a couple different ways of doing it. Uh, so pick your team is I would assign an individual price to each team. Mm-hmm. And then if you were to buy, say, the Detroit Tigers, whoever, the Blue Jays, mm-hmm. I would uh, rip open the box on live and you would get any Blue Jays card that came out of that box. So it's kind of an opportunity for people to have a crack at getting their favorite teams out of boxes and retail. They might not Mm. have an opportunity to get, but it is also gambling. So like, keep that in mind that you are not guaranteed to get anything you want out of a break. Right. Well, full disclosure, I've actually participated in a couple breaks over the last couple of weeks for hockey. And I, I've actually lucked out. I got a, a, um, I mean, it's not a great player, but it's a Kasperi Kapanen who used to play mm-hmm. for the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's an autographed um, portion of a puck that's embedded okay. in a card, numbered three of three. So, I mean, that's a that's a pretty crazy hit. Not anything, I mean, that's super desirable, but kind of cool because there's only three cards like that. And then I did also hit a second one that I did. I hit a, um, I forget his first name, but Hagel for the Chicago Blackhawks autograph rookie OPG platinum, which is kind of a cool set, but not anything super crazy. So I, I think Cody is right in saying, you know, breaks probably aren't the best, but I've, yes, I I will lucky in these first two attempts and I'm going to probably pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah. It it might be time to, uh, to cash out and hit the hotel. (laughs) But um, with, uh, with breaks, I, if you know any basketball, um, I will tell you that I went looking for John Morant mm-hmm. and, uh, came home with some brand new Clark. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's a short recap of 2020 for me. Yeah. Oh, but, um, hate to see it. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to spring this one on you. I didn't, I didn't prep you for this one, but are there like two or three Instagram accounts that you would suggest if you want to learn about the hobby a little bit more to check out? Um, yeah, for sure. So I would be silly to not mention my own account. Uh, I was going gi- to give you a shot at the end. For your own. <laughs> so if you want to give a couple others and then we'll finish with yours, we can do it's, that. Uh, it's just like hot wings. Look into the camera and pump what you have, right? I don't know if you've ever watched hot wings at all, but uh, not really, but I know, I know what you're talking about. Anyways. Um, yeah. So my, my account is at uh, tops anonymous, um, you know, right underneath tops the actual account. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm wondering if I'll get a cease and desist letter one day. I'm hoping no. not. No. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm still a small fish, so it's not a problem. But um, yeah, so let me just have a quick peek here because there are some fantastic accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, some of my friends personally, um, yeah, them a, out for sure. a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, um, as well as a Penguins fan, diehard Penguins fan, and a Liberty alum, uh, Jesse at JMS Sports Collections, mm-hmm. um, is just a fantastic individual. Uh, he was one of the first people that I met in the hobby and uh, kind of made me realize that it was much more than cards. Yeah. Um, another great account is a gentleman I am friends with named Ray in upstate New York at Hudson Valley Hobbies. And uh, he just has an insane collection, um, just a, a hardworking, honest individual. And, um, yeah, highly recommended. Cool. That's awesome. Uh, I'll, yeah, uh, so. I'll make sure that we tag those guys when we post this on Instagram. So hundred percent. And one, I'm really sorry. Just one last quick account, because uh, again, I would be really in trouble if I didn't mention sure. at sports card cartel. I've learned 
an, in, a like invaluable amount from from that gentleman as well. So awesome, love it. Thank you so much. No problem, Cody. Hit us with your account one more time, and then we'll wrap things up. Mine is at Top Synonymous. T O P P S A N O N Y M O U S. Awesome, dude. This has been so good. I. I mean, I, I've been loving the Tim Hortons hockey card collection every year. And just, you know, when you were saying like, collect what you want to collect, like the Tim Hortons hockey cards aren't super desirable in terms of the hockey collecting world, but I just have so much fun, especially the last couple of years as I've been living in the U S and they don't have Tim Hortons hockey cards in the U S like when I have family or friends that buy, bring me packs of Tim Hortons hockey cards, it's just I get so much joy. So I, I love that. Such a rush. Yeah, exactly. I I love that you say, just, you know, collect what you want to. It doesn't have to be what people think you should collect or that sort of thing. So it's all levels and all walks of life too. I'm in a group chat with a gentleman who like breaks open cases of cards. Like he has almost like one entire half of Mookie Betts cleat in a card. Like it's insane. And he still likes my base card posts, Yeah, you know? So it's, that's the support that, 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 you know, is available to you in the hobby if you look right. for it so. so cool well cody this has been great thank you so much for joining us great to have you on thanks for sharing your knowledge thanks for putting up with all of my questions that i've been sending to you it, it's been a lot of fun and uh we'll have to do this again if if maybe the nft podcast one day what maybe get get a little bit more knowledge on that and you can i'm gonna have to take night school for that one sure well I, I, nft I, night school Anyways, buddy, thanks for joining us. Don't forget to go find Cody at Tops Anonymous on Instagram and check out his stuff. And as for everybody else, I will talk to you later. Peace.